Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, <laughs> hey! it's Jimmy Armstrong, co-hosting. Always a treat for me. I'm Michael Clark. Broncos Blast is next with Ian St. Clair of Mile High Report. But first, and before we talk about the Broncos' chances to keep this uh, winning streak going, don't they always win three in a row? When they win one, they have to win three, right, this season? Hey, Colorado, it feels good, but nothing feels better uh, than when the hometown Broncos, the Colorado Buffs, are double-digit underdogs. And pull the unthinkable upset. Well, it happened. Uh, will it? I guess the question is, will it happen this Sunday? Uh, the Broncos surprised and shellacked the Dallas Cowboys. They were up thirty to nothing at one point. And Saturday, the Buffs came from behind, unveiling a running and passing offense we haven't seen this year. Uh, at their homecoming ga- uh, game, beating heavily favored uh, Oregon State double overtime. So let's give our Argonaut wine and liquor toast. For the long-needed, well-deserved hometown upsets this season. And you can toast with liquor treasure you love at Argonaut Wine and Liquor 760s, Colfax, or ArgonautLiquor.com, where you can easily peruse 17,000 different items at Denver's biggest and best-priced liquor store with the largest selection of cold beer in in Denver. Wait, beer? Beer, yes, beer. (sighs) Argonaut Wine and Liquor, 760 East Colfax. Uh, delightful, unexpected, uh, uh, you know, w- whatever you want, they've got it down there. Uh, let's tell, just tell everybody that Best of Denver Westward, uh, Reader's Choice every year, again this year. They've done it. Argonaut has it, and they deliver 760 East Colfax. And on that note, we bring in Ian St. Clair. You can read him on Twitter. You can follow him on Twitter, at Ian St. Clair. 
uh, at Mile High Report, where he does the Mile High Report radio podcast, and at PlayColorado.com. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, guys. Hopefully my hit doesn't make everyone want to drink. <laughs> What's going on, Ian? You good? I'm, I'm good. How about you guys? Well, I'm swell. I'm great, but I'm perplexed. Well, as usual, I'm perplexed. A guy gets up right, at 5 see, in the morning the brings me for not having coffee at 8. Here's what we know about the NFL. <laughs> it's not just talent. It's not just schemes. It's not just coaching. There are emotional ebbs and flows to the schedule. The Broncos coming off basically going down a road. They haven't been down for a long time, coming off a massive win in a game they weren't supposed to win. They had no business winning that game, or so everyone thought. And now what are they going to do? I got news for you. The Eagles, 3-2 and two on the road, 0-4 at home. <laughs> Eagles are going to bring it, and I am very nervous about this game. The offensive line is a shambles. Normally I'd say just give it to Javante Williams. The kid has arrived. It's time for them to be a running team, take their chances with their defense. But with this offensive line, I don't know if you go there. So I am really perplexed about this game. And frankly, if you put a gun to my head, I'd have to take the Eagles. Sorry. Ooh. Well, and that's the case that I've been in since Sunday. What the heck happened? And I think that's been the theme <laughs> for the NFL. We saw it again on Thursday. What the heck happened? That was a 2-7 and seven football team that just beat an AFC contender. And then you go back to Sunday, and Josh Allen showed up, but not the one everyone thought was going to show up. So that's the theme this whole year. And I think now... You mentioned it, Jimmy, with the injuries on the offensive line. I still think that's the recipe and the foundation for the Broncos to win on Sunday is to run the football. If that is the case, then they're going to be able to set up Teddy Bridgewater, and that's where Teddy Bridgewater, that's how Teddy Bridgewater has success, is off of play action and using Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, namely, deep. And then you throw in Jerry Judy. So, I get it, the injuries on the offensive line, but they're running out of mash unit against the Cowboys. So, And now Pat Shermer is going to be out. He's on the COVID protocol list, and Mike Shula is going to be calling the plays this Sunday. Try to replicate as much as you can what you did against the Cowboys, especially offensively. Uh, yeah, why Pat Shermer now? He finally got it right, everybody. The second biggest upset of the game was not the score. It was Pat Shermer's play calling, wasn't it, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, and here, here, my biggest problem, you talk about this coaching staff, and I do, come on, they're all going to be gone after this year. I don't want to hear any talk, ooh, maybe, wait a minute now, this, he could, no, he's not going to be back. The entire staff's going to be gone. Get that clear, okay? New ownership, New coaching staff, maybe a new general manager, six-year contract or no six-year contract. We'll see. You're going to tell me some billionaire is going to come in here and not clean house? Oh, please, please, please. Wake up and smell the bacon here, okay? That's just not going to happen. But my biggest problem with this coaching staff is that they don't inspire the players. But apparently they did last week. So now what? Can they do it? Can, can Fangio back-to-back -back weeks? Get these guys all geeked up, ready to play? I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. The effervescent you know, He's one. been around a while now. We haven't seen it yet. So I don't know where they go from here, but you heard it here first. I mean, everybody talking about, wow, they got incredible pressure off the edge, even without Von Miller last week. Cool, right? It's the Eagles this week that's going to bring the pressure from the edge. Mark my words. Mm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I also think that in terms of the Broncos' defense – they've had problems in the past with quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts. 
And they were able to do it against Dak Prescott, who was coming off that uh, ankle injury and not playing against the Minnesota Vikings the week before. But Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott aren't exactly similar quarterbacks. I think Dak Prescott's a better passer at this point than Jalen Hurts is. But I think Jalen Hurts is a better runner than Dak Prescott. And those kind of quarterbacks have thrived, lack of a better word, against Vic Fangio defenses, and especially against Broncos defenses. So I think that's going to be the biggest issue for this defense. And can the secondary continue to hold up? Because they have some weapons, and if Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni are able to get that offense clicking like they would like it to, he's going to be able to run the football. The Eagles are going to be able to run the football. That that seems to be the theme for this little hit here, but that's how the Eagles have success offensively is running the football. And if that happens, then it's going to test the secondary that hasn't exactly been stellar this year either. They played better against the Cowboys, and they're getting healthy again, but that's going to be another issue on Sunday as well. On top of, are they going to be able to replicate the emotion and the energy that they had against the Cowboys, against the Eagles at home? And the other factor to keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of Eagles fans in that stadium tomorrow. All right, fellas, I'm going to throw a question to both of you, okay? There's a fun little storyline going on here in the NFL, maybe the biggest storyline of all. That is the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs. Can we all agree on something? If Rodgers is in the lineup, Packers win that game by 30. Oh, yeah. They, they just Easily. slap them around. I mean, Kansas City is terrible right now. Yeah. I mean, what was the storyline going into the season? I remember I co-hosted right before the season, Michael. We're like, all right, well, the one Jimmy thing we know. Jimmy was the first one to say that Rodgers was coming here. But, but he, he said it would be next year, not this season. I, who, who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> His true love is up there in Boulder. We'll see how it plays out. Boy, is, is she saying some crazy stuff? I love social media. It's great, isn't it? Anyhow, so, all right, hey, if the Broncos win this game, all right, the Chiefs are terrible. Um, Justin Herbert hasn't been the consistently great quarterback he was last year. The Raiders have got all kinds of off-field issues that may catch up to him. I mean, the AFC West is there for the winning if they win this game, obviously if they lose this game, it's like, all right, same old, same old. If the Broncos win this game, can they go ahead and win the division? The time has come to ask. And the schedule's there, right, Ian? No, oh, absolutely. I Because that not only do they get a three-game winning streak and build on that win against Dallas, they go into the bye 6-4. and four. And then coming off of the bye, they're going to be playing most – all most of their AFC West games because they've only had one against the Raiders at this point. And coming off the bye, they'll face the Los Angeles Chargers at home and then go on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. So it, it absolutely not only puts them in contention for a playoff spot, but puts them in contention for the AFC West. No question about it. That, and that's why this, this game tomorrow, cliche as it is, it's the next game of the year. Is, is this the final question for you, and then I want you to uh, – kind of a two-parter here. And then I want you to give us your prediction on a score. Um, is this a better team without Von Miller, or was that a fluke? It's very interesting. Adam Alnati and I talked about that on our podcast, and it seemed like Vic Fangio didn't know how to use Von Miller. And I made the comparison to a, a cook who has been in the McDonald's kitchen, and then he moves up to Shanahan's or Elway's. Or Kentucky like, Inn. <laughs> or the Kentucky Inn, and That's and they pathetic. have. Where he, he and I will have lunch on Thursday. <laughs> he he he. So Vic Fangio has he's been using all these 
like I don't want to say low grade, but then you get this high prime uh, piece of meat like Von Miller, and he just like, oh, I guess I'm just gonna throw it in the microwave. I I don't know <laughs> what to do with this. So, yeah, I, I mean, just the way it looked. It looked like the defense was better last week. Now, whether or not that can be sustainable, I don't know. But it just seemed like Vic Mangio didn't know how to use Von Miller. And that, I mean, for the life of me against the Pittsburgh Steelers, I still don't know why Von Miller is out in coverage on a speed receiver. Yeah. But that that's what we got from Vic Fangio. So I think that's a relevant question. And I... I think we'll find out a little bit more about the answer this week against the Eagles. All right, Ian, Glasgow obviously is gone for the year. But beyond that, do you think this offensive line can get healthy enough, fast enough, to where they can at least be a solid unit? Because like I say, to me, Javante Williams, give him the rock, man. He's arrived. I mean, I'm a cheesehead. I'm a Melvin Gordon fan. I I think he's a better player than – Really, he's shown. Really, he's been given the I opportunity to be. He's been a good player. Yeah. Sorry, though. Time to turn the page there. Melvin can be your, your change-up guy, but it's time to give the kid the rock. I say that, but major asterisk, this offensive line, I, for all we know, they're going to have major injury issues throughout the rest of the season. You think so, or do you think they can get healthy and still be a solid unit? I was impressed with the way the rookie Quinn looked. When he came in and just he got he got his belly paving the way for Javante Williams, I, I think that that kind of mentality that he brings is contagious on that offensive line. So I think he'll be able to step in and at, at least try to fill the gap of Graham Glasgow. It seems like Dalton Reisner is going to be able to go on uh, on Sunday or to go tomorrow at left guard. Garrett Bowles hasn't been good this year. So it, anyone who can step in, I, I think, is an upgrade at this point because Garrett Bowles has not been. So Calvin Anderson stepping in at uh, left tackle, I believe. Bobby Massey is going to be out. I, I think it's just a matter of doing what they did because, as I said earlier, it was a mash unit against the Cowboys. Running the football, that's what offensive linemen like to do. You know, Jimmy, you, you've been around football for a while that that's what offensive linemen like to do you they want to get ahead on somebody they want to get their momentum going and hit somebody and I think that's what this offensive line is going to be able to do and as you said feed it to Javante Williams the other aspect I would like to see them add to the equation is using him as a receiver out of the backfield that's something that we haven't really seen yet and I think that's some untapped potential Mm, that he can bring to this offense so give me your score I'm going to go 27-24 Broncos. I It's the exact same score that the Eagles had last week. The only difference is I think the Eagles miss the field goal to potentially tie it. Ah, <laughs> very good. Ian, we will read all the coverage uh, pregame and postgame at Mile High Report and PlayColorado.com. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. Ian St. Clair. Uh, you know, I think actually uh, – Having a running quarterback a little easier to count for than a really good passing team with the injuries to the defensive backfield. I think the Eagles are doing the Broncos a favor. I'm a little higher on the Broncos than some people uh, in this room even are. Hey, Broncos Blast, this time with Ian St. Clair, brought to you each week by Framed Art. Uh, you catch them on Facebook, on Twitter, at Framed Art. Uh, they're doing so many holiday frames. They're doing them for the Colorado Rockies. I mean, every team in town especially Broncos. You go in there, you see Broncos players, memorabilia there, 
uh, photos, jerseys, things left to be picked up virtually every time I go in there. But the Rockies had so many things photo, uh, so many things framed for their holiday gifts at Framed Art. They had to bring the Dinger van. There's a picture of it on, on Facebook. They're literally a Dinger van with his picture on it. Uh, God forbid, right? Uh, Tuesday morning, they picked him up at Framed Art, Colorado, for uh, fine art to uh, sports memorabilia. The place to go, the award-winning framer, Brian Hart, at Framed Art, 3065 South Broadway. Coming up next on the winnersandwiners.com hotline, uh, Jim Armstrong and I will be talking to Kelly Lyle about the showdown. CSU Rams and Air Force, big local rivalry game right after this.